0: everybody welcome to sonic talk episode 535 Uh, there was no show last week as uh, uh, because i was on holiday i went to sardinia had a lovely time very computer off kind of scenario sitting on a beach or eating in a restaurant and wandering about in uh mediterranean style hat and shorts i won't show any photos uh, because but i'm glad i wore a hat it's very hot although i've come back and i feel like people got more of a tan here I always have to be very careful in the sun because I burn and get sunstroke and all those sort of things so I'm just really cautious and uh, perhaps I was too cautious because I don't feel like I've got the proof well, there is a bit of yeah, it depends. Maybe <laughs> if I change if I change the filter on the uh, on the camera, it might make me look browner possibly. Anyway, welcome to Sonic Talk uh, podcast. This is the music technology podcast brought to you by our friends at Isotope. You can win a copy of Vocal Synth, which is the new version of vocal processor. Stay tuned for a bit more later, and also uh, by Revoice Pro, which are, there's for this month. There's a thirty percent discount on. The Synchro Arts uh, pitch and timing for ADR, all sorts of things for for tight vocal harmonies, uh, double tracking, all of that kind of stuff. Uh, We'll play a little bit later on, but thanks to them. And uh, we also want to say hello to our chatties. We've got a YouTube chat room here, which as you can see there, youtube.com forward slash sonicstate.com. Slash live, oh that's a mouthful, isn't it? Should probably get a Bitly for that one, but I suppose if you're on YouTube, you might want to go to that anyway. And also our friends in the chat room, which is at sonicstate.com forward slash live, which is slightly simpler. Um, and uh, this is the old school IRC chat that we have there. Uh, welcome to everybody there. Oh, I think my icon's just. Uh... My, my IRC chat bubble has grown a little bit. is obscuring. Anyway, let's get on to uh, the topics of the day and introduce our guests. Uh, first up, we've got, uh, let's start with Mr. Steve Hillier, who's there in Brighton in the UK. Steve Hillier, of course, uh, producer, DJ, songwriter, engineer. Anything else there? Educator. Anything else missed? Uh...
1: Oh, no. I've got to do something about this biog. It really sounds like I'm trying a bit too hard. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, great to be back. It's been uh, quite a while, actually. It
0: has, hasn't it? Yeah. So how's life? What's been happening in your neck of the woods?
1: Uh, Yeah, it's been good. I mean, I'm just thinking the last time I was on the show, I think it was back in March. Blimey. uh, There's been some DJing. There um, There was a great escape. Festival uh, down here in Brighton, which I was involved in uh, for the first time, and that was really good fun. It's um, I, I don't know if, if um, people don't know what The Great Escape is, but it's like the all it feels like all the new acts from across the world they all descend into uh, Brighton, which is a small city uh, on the coast just south of London, and there's three days of uh, bands playing, and it's usually excellent, and this year it was uh, particularly good. And um, I actually—I uh, put if anyone's interested, I put together a little playlist you can find on uh, Spotify of my um, favorite acts that I saw, and it's called. I think the playlist is called um, "Escape from the Great Escape." So, if anyone's interested in checking out some new music that I like, it's all up there. Um oh, actually, Yeah, good. I don't have a. Th- yeah, yeah. Um, and then also, just, I've come back from uh, Spain, just finishing off some work down there. And um, there's a few releases uh, coming up, which is kind of nice. it have got a, a remix for uh, Freak Power. I don't know if you guys remember that. Yeah, Ashley
0: uh, Slater, people. yeah.
1: That's the one. Yeah, good old Ash. Uh, so that should be out Should be out now, actually. I'll to check and um, a few other people as well. So, canny kind of busy, uh, but good to be back. And good to be back here as well.
0: Excellent. Well, glad to hear it. Great escape. It sort of feels more like the opposite of an escape if everybody goes to the same place. But I, 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 I oh. get the catchy title. It makes sense.
1: Yeah, I mean, there is there is one thing that was kind of mad about it. I've got um, on my phone, uh, My Fitness power. It's like a sort of steps recorder shows you how much you've moved in the day. And I live in the middle of Brighton and the, the- festival was in brighton and over th- and over three days over three days i'd walked 30 miles just Strike. backwards and forwards between bands so it uh, keeps you fit as well
0: excellent that sounds like a great idea superb yeah <laughs> well thank you very much for joining <laughs> us of course steve uh steve hillier could be found uh well we've just changed his lower third and he's at steve hillier uk which i think is uh, twitter is it twitter and instagram and all those uh, things?
1: it's precisely it's the, the world of social media
0: right the at a unified at that's that would be a great address to have anyway we also have uh we haven't had oh yeah mr gaz williams i pressed the wrong but i was going to introduce dave but i'll introduce you because you've come up gaz williams <laughs> professional bass player oh. producer mastering engineer performer all mm. of those things
2: how are you gaz you well yeah i'm good thanks um yeah, i'm looking for a manager or an agent now so if anyone knows anyone who may want to take me on if they are brave enough then i'm all ears so please get in touch if you are that kind of way inclined uh i just kind of realized i reckon i'm at peak peak performance right now so i want to kind of uh, i want to exploit it as much as possible or rather get someone else to exploit it so, yeah yeah it's hard to a little...
0: do it yourself isn't it
2: no ah oh, yeah it is it's totally hard so just um yeah Yes, so yes, so just putting it out there really So if anyone knows anyone who could possibly uh, Please get in touch, that'd be great Be the right guy, um, but yeah. or gal ah. Yeah, because I mean Like, I tell you what, you know I am loving playing at the moment I'm having such a ball It's sort of, um, I'm I'm on fire I'm on fire, I tell you. Fire. On fire. He's on fire, I tell you <laughs>
0: Well, careful, yeah. don't get too hot. We don't want you burning up. Anyway, well, lovely to have you, Gaz. Uh, GazWilliams.me. I don't know if your website's been updated or not, but... Um, no, not yeah. for years. I've
1: got to do it. <laughs> well, maybe, oh, your no. agent, maybe your
0: agent could look after that as well. That would be the ideal scenario, yeah. wouldn't it? Yeah. Okay, um, yeah. well, lovely to have you anyway, Gaz. And we also have Mr. Dave Spears from GeForce Software, who's there in his uh, new studio with the lovely... Now, is that the um, Analog Systems... Or is that the... what no. is that one? It's not. Is it the real thing? Yeah. Ah, is that the yeah. fifty-five then?
3: Yeah.
0: Oh, nice. Yes. Yes. So <laughs> no wonder. Yeah. Is it, is it mandatory yeah. now? Now you've invested. You actually, it's mandatory. You have to have it in all promo shots and everything to do with G four software, just to sort of justify its its position. Or is it? Is, it is it, is it? is it pulling its weight?
3: Yeah, it's the it's the best place for it. We've kind of we did move a lot of things around and yeah the sister uh, other dot coms over there which you can't see because this is tethered to an imac got mixing desk here that's the kind of workstation cs80 and stuff there Kurtzwell midi board over there so yeah and then little andromeda for the
0: main midi keys and then
3: i've got a little keyboard down here so yes what's that what's
0: that over there under the window that massive flat synth. Is that like a master keyboard and a rack units, or is that a really big flat synthesizer? That I Oh, the, quite... that's
3: a uh, profit 10. Prophet uh,
0: I couldn't tell whether it was dual keyboard. Oh, wow. Man, yeah. that is the one that when I was a kid, that's the one that I wanted. Um I'm not, I mean, just, I, I think it was just a light, it's a muscle synth, isn't it really? In many ways, do people gravitate it's, towards that?
3: It's really interesting in here because when people come in, they obviously go straight to the modular and then, There's a lot of musos come in. And then obviously my job is when they go, uh, and how does this work? And can I have the sound that sounds like a helicopter, please? So if they come in, they'll gravitate to the modular and then they go, uh, that's kind of a bit complicated for me. And then they'll go to the eight voice. And then because I've always got that set up in unison mode, that's like, oh, but then they go to the 80. And honestly, they lose hours on the 80, the 80 and the 10. And we've got a couple of fives. We've got Rev 2 and a Rev 3. And the rev 2 gets a lot of attention the 10's great but honestly bang for buck i don't know i mean it's like it's massive and it's really heavy and a five is obviously half a 10 and it gives you all of the sonic loveliness that you need particularly mm. the two the rev two i do love
0: so you charge so by yes. the hour then presumably if you so you you guide them towards the since they'll lose the most time in <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, and it's like we've been here three days now. Um Do you want to try another one? No, no, no. It's um usually quite quick and whatnot. But it's a it's a brilliant space. The location's brilliant, and any everybody who's been here's just kind of gone, I could stay here forever. I did have a bit of an epiphany a few weeks ago. I suddenly realized that I hadn't listened to a particular album for like nearly 30 years and I was listening to it in here, uh doing some A B testing and uh I suddenly kind of looked around and went, Jesus, you know, 30 years ago, my life wasn't in the best places. And then I was like, 30 years ago, I would never have dreamed that I'd have had this kind of room in a place like this with all this old tat in it. <laughs> it was way beyond the reach of even my dreams then. So, yeah, it's an amazing place. Do Very you
0: think? Like... Can I, I, can I... I, oh, go on, go on, Gaz.
2: I was just going to ask him a question about the, the Prophet 10. What's the key bed like or the key beds like on it? Because... Uh... My friend bought, uh, well, Jeff Downs from Asia was having a sell-off of hmm. stuff. He, he bought his Profit 10. It uh, had Leo Sayer stenciled on the bottom of it as well, uh, which is quite interesting. But the keyboard <laughs> is click horrible, 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 really. Ugh. I don't know if, if that no, was, a tip- if it was typical. It's all right, is it? Maybe no. that was just full of gunk, maybe. I no, don't it's know. good. Just get, it, just get it rebushed. I know that Profit 10,
3: that's Thypal like Sanders, isn't it?
2: Yeah.
0: Ah,
3: yeah, okay. I think that was Coils for a while. I seem to remember mucking about on it down at their place.
0: Oh, wow, look at that for provenance. I uh, tell you what, though. Yeah. Get, so I've got an idea, then, Dave. I was wondering, you know, in this hot weather with all the synths on, is there a certain kind of uh, scent that these synths give off that you could possibly, <laughs> you know, you've done the t- the, the G force <laughs> top trumps. How about a G force? Old, uh, old synth, not old spice, old, old synth, sort of uh, some kind of scent of old synth.
3: We had. So Chris and I were were plumbing in here one day and we were, uh, Chris was making up leads and stuff. and We were measuring up and plotting stuff and then firing up things that hadn't been fired up in quite a long time. And I was kind of down the back there. In fact, I was on an SY2 mucking around and the wave station, the same wave station that I accident that's a one and I accidentally plugged two forty oh, yeah. in it, which so now it's all working great. And I thought, Oh, we'll just kind of check this out. So we're pumping it through the desk. And then all of a sudden there was that smell of something's about to catch fire. You yeah. have never oh, seen wow. two guys go into panic mode. Everything in here came off. Uh, but I think it was just a couple of capacitors had just kind of gone. Whoa, Enough. In fact, I suspect, but it was, yeah, that was a moment to behold two blokes going, whoa, 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 <laughs>
1: turn I wonder, everything on.
0: I think we need to have a, uh, we need to have a chat room. Uh, the, the chat rooms need to come up with what, uh, what an old synth scent should, for poor om should be called. <laughs> and, and that could possibly be the show title. Because at the moment I've got the smell of old synth, which kind of works, but I don't know. Oh, it's people, not...
3: yeah. people do walk in and go, Wow. That smell of old gear. And it does, you know, it does have a, yeah. there is, it's like, it's just like an, like a workshop you were taken into as a kid, really. It's that fantastic. I love it. I love
0: it. Well, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. I mean, we did, I remember we did a show about the smell of old SM58s once. Um, not a whole show. It wasn't the whole show, obviously. <laughs> yeah. It was just. It was just that you know. There's that thing about the sf 58 About the thing that happens to sf 58 They just have this really horrible yeah. smell after a while because they just oh, been, horrible. Yeah. yeah, it is horrible. But but we could probably yeah. move on to sort of some something a bit more uh, jolly and uh, perhaps I don't know something. Yeah, look, how about this? There
3: is no
2: community that's going to have anything like this.
0: This is a. Uh, this really
2: represents the history of this building. of this A, a custom and it's piano. Everyone can enjoy. As if an you aquarium, know, the question, does it work?
0: Hey. Yeah, they've got someone great to play. This so there we go. They
1: built a custom grand piano-shaped <laughs> aquarium that actually plays music. Hey, Manchester!
0: Wow, I, I probably can't play that much more of that because that is a, a clip probably from the show called Tanked, which is on the Animal Planet. It's a bit like Cake Boss and, you know, um, I don't know, those th- and the custom car things where they have a project and they build something. And this is from, uh, and I'm trying to remember what the name of the company are called, they're called uh, um, Acrylic Tank Manufacturing. And they're in their 14th season of the show Tanked, where they build custom aquariums you know they built aquarium drum kits. You know big aquariums or whatever. You know that sort of. Stuff. And this one was the one that went into the uh, piano works in Rochdale, which is a really longstanding company as in New York. And obviously they wanted something that was a centerpiece to to their uh, showroom, and that's what they went for. So uh, interesting stuff. I, I, I'm not. Apparently it's got 250 gallons in it. And it's uh, the, at the heart of it is the Roland RD two thousand, which is actually a really good piano. I know a couple of people who bought those recently because it's got a lot of master controls on it and stuff. But that's beside the point. But it does look a little bit like here's the aquarium, and there's a sort of piano on a shelf. I would Ooh. like to have seen maybe strings and something a little bit more uh, yeah. adventurous. I don't know. What do you think, Gaz?
2: I I think I hate it. Yeah. <laughs> I think (laughs) you beat me to it free (laughs) free the fish is what I say free the fish all over the floor yeah come on no I don't know I don't know yeah cheesy horrible don't like it okay I'm glad I wasn't there yeah
0: they won't yeah. be inviting you to Sorry. open the, the next <laughs> exhibit then, presumably. Um, I, 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 and Steve, that sounded like you have much, um, much the same sentiment uh, there, really.
1: Y- yeah, this, is, this, is, this ultimately is a question of taste, isn't it? Um, and I, I, it doesn't suit my taste. And just like Gaz, I was kind of wondering, you know, are the fish okay? How are they reacting mm. to this? Especially as yeah. uh, I've got a couple of pianos here. Um, and I know that um, my cats really enjoy getting on top of them. Um, but the moment you start playing, it's like a sort of mini earthquake in their little tiny cat brains. Um, so I can't imagine what it's like for the even smaller brain for a fish and someone hitting a digital piano. <laughs> uh, in summary, uh, I don't want one.
0: Uh, okay. <laughs> Well, I'm not sure they're for sale necessarily, um, okay. but it does bring it does bring a more interesting thing. It's like you know there are lots of amazingly designed custom pianos. We've seen all sorts of them. I was I was trying mm. to find the name of them because they're always quite obscure manufacturers that I really can't remember. Mm. And, and being as I've been on holiday, my uh, my, my audio brain, my music technology brain, is not quite up to speed. I don't know, Dave. What do you think? You've got lots of stuff there. Would you? I mean, have you got an actual actual piano there? No. Oh. Well, then you've probably got room for some sort of centrepiece design piano. What would you uh, What would you go for? <laughs> have you seen anything you really like the look of? i
3: will probably put it in a Citroën DS case. Uh, no, <laughs> yeah. I thought, I don't like this. I didn't like this. It, uh, it would have been better if it was a real piano and there were really strings going through and the fish was yeah. between strings. Yeah. And that was all kind of amplified up. You could have had some fun with that, but no, it didn't really... It didn't really do anything for me. I have done things like for bands who I probably shouldn't, I won't mention. Um, Um,
0: Make custom
1: cases.
3: Yeah, exactly, to make stuff look old, but there's really a controller keyboard in there and stuff like that. I've done things like that in the past just for stage presence, really. Yeah, well, that Uh, makes sense.
0: I I, I don't mind that, but no. Fishies? it seems a, yeah it's an unusual unusual concert what it, okay well i actually that i'm sure i saw a picture wow. of one with, one in a drum kit i mean imagine that i mean what the fish would would happen to the fish in a drum kit because and uh, uh, No, because in predatory world, there are fish that actually what they do is they they emit this kind of really um, sharp, certainly deep-sea fish, they emit a very sharp kind of uh, sonic boom, which stuns fish temporarily, and then they go and eat them. So I suppose, you know, it might be good if you were (laughs) snacking. Uh, But I did find Top Ten Pianos for the Cooler Rich. There's some interesting designs here. That's pretty, uh, I don't know, that's pretty unusual. It looks a bit like a potato peeler. In some ways, but massive. <laughs> uh, then we have got a crystal piano. Let's see. what well, imagine mm. piano. John Lennon, Prince's purple custom piano. This was uh, the Swarovski panel p- piano. Now there's a concept. Oh, Rein, uh, Liberace Baldwin rhinestone piano. Could be interesting though. If you if you if you vigorously swept the keyboard and caught your wrist on it, you might do some real serious damage there. Uh, piano arc. There's that one. And uh, where was this one? This was really funny. This is a great intro. So look, check this out. So, oh, these are nice. And then, and then you, oh, look, it's a beautifully oh. constructed tiny <laughs> minute by Sega. And you just think, oh, wow, wow. it's just, you know, what, I mean, it's a beautiful bit of model oh, working. Love, and isn't yeah. this astonishing? And then this lady comes in, you think, oh, she's probably a virtuoso who can actually fully play it. So let's see what the results are in a minute. Okay, ready?
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit of a letdown, isn't it?
2: <laughs> yeah
0: you're not really going to get that's my ma- standard of playing Rachmaninoff or Chopin how could you play the the mini keys you'd need you'd to you'd probably a little,
2: you'd actually probably play it better with chopsticks
0: yeah I think you'd probably you'd have to file them you down can, a bit to get in between mm.
2: <laughs>
3: take matches to your fingers and try, try and do it like that now, that's about a the standard a of my playing anyway
0: that's going to be a great skill <laughs> set to have but anyway, this is the, uh, the, the this was the news of the piano, and I just thought it's a bit of fun. As we say, summer's Ooh. here, and it's uh, kind of quiet, <laughs> so we tend to <laughs> we tend to kind of pick that sort of stuff. up. Anyway, I'm, uh, we have a new sponsor this week, so I think I'm going to uh, bring an ad in at this point, just purely because uh, of time, really, because I don't want to uh, I don't want to um, bunch them all up at the other end. So let's just hear about uh, Vocal Synth Two, which is just come out, and we're actually doing a, a special. Uh, Sounds demo of this. It's a, and it sounds absolutely great. New Biovox, which gives you vowel shaping, so you can reshape the vowels. Way improved Vocoder, which sounds really good. Compuvox, which also sounds... I mean, the, the, they've really gone Ooh. to town on this. New GUI, new interface, new lots of stuff really more effects and the presets I'm not doing the review a guy sent me uh, um, the stuff that he was doing and it sounded absolutely brilliant you can check this out Synth, iStope.com forward slash VocalSynth uh, uh, available you, as with all their stuff you get a demo um, and uh, we have a competition uh, which we can announce for this one in fact um, what I did um, uh, the last show but one was for Isotope's uh, Neutron Two, so we have a winner for that. So let's just announce that first. Uh, this is a chap called uh, Dominic. I guess it's a chap, Dominic Versetto at uh, D Versetto as uh, your Twitter handle. Uh, he tweeted Isotope and Sonic State Rock. Thank you very much. Upgrading, I'm upgrading Vocal Synth and have all of almost all of Isotope's plugins and upgrade to my copy of Neutron will be sweet. And he uh, is or she is the winner. So congratulations, uh, D Versetto Versetto. If you get in touch, please. Uh, um, let us know, and we'll get you the copy of Neutron Two. But we've got a competition this week for Vocal Synth. So if you want to win a copy of Vocal Synth, uh, I'm uh, the, tweeting the hashtag Vocals Evolved, which is the tagline for their stuff, and Vocal Synth Two to at Sonic State and at Isotope Inc. So we're looking for the hashtag Vocals Evolved and the hashtag Vocal Synth Two to at Sonic State and at Isotope Inc. And you'll be entered to win a copy of Vocal Synth Two, which I kind of did myself, and I hope that's all right. So um, because I didn't okay it beforehand. But I thought it was new, and I'd be happy for uh, everybody to dig it. And it, do- I, like I say, I got uh, the drafts of a review that we're having, or at least a sort of preset scan showing the new features, and it sounded absolutely amazing. It was like a real completely paradigm shift from VocalSynth 1, which was pretty good, but this is even better. Um, so uh, let's get on to uh, another topic. Uh, oh, yeah, why not? Is this is uh,
2: to open the mystery box from yesterday.
0: Called Synth Mania, and uh, he's got a Strymon Big Sky, which, as we know, big reverb. Uh, There is, uh, I'm gonna, we won't go that unboxing, but he's playing all these great synths through it. And the first one, yeah, here we go.
2: All right, this is a very simple patch on the Moog Memory Moog, and this is the patch dry.
0: It really makes such a, saying sounds nice enough, but nothing special, is it really? It's, it's just, apart from the fact that it is obviously a memory mode. And then...
2: Now we're going to bring in the Strymon Big Sky at about um, two o'clock.
0: Oh yeah, hello. Oh. I'm loving that. I mean, obviously, there are other reverbs effect, And I just thought because the reason this came up, and I was clutching at straws a little bit, but I thought it actually came together into a nice topic in the end, was that when I was in uh, Italy, in Sardinia, uh, I went to this big church where this couple got married the day before. It was really interesting and because and, uh, they were so dapper, and they were these... Uh, they had a, they had a cavalcade of like rally cars which were just sort of revving up outside it was really interesting you know just sort of vibrant and full of fun but that has nothing to do with the topic but i went into the church the next day and they had this uh, organ playing in the background and it was this huge reverberant space and obviously the composition had been made around that and it sounded absolutely lovely, which is kind of what these things are doing in many ways. So just, you know, is there anything that doesn't sound better with that much reverb on it, <laughs> apart from the bass, maybe? And oh, yeah. do, do you think the compositions are changing to kind of reflect the the quality of these spaces that we're getting there? Because it's not like, you know, in previous years, you know, the the, the reverbs haven't been as beautiful as perhaps they are now. I mean, I don't know. Steve, you sound like you have a thing to say here.
1: Oh, well, yeah. I mean, uh, just to answer directly your question about our compositions changing to use these reverbs? A couple of years ago, um, I saw an act uh, from Norway called Anna of the North. Uh, She's really good. And if you listen to her stuff on Spotify, you'll notice that um, there's just so much reverb on the vocal, um, that traditionally it just sort of you would think it just sort of swamps it, but you can also hear that the way that she sung and the compos- the way the compositions have been written, they have those you know long sustained notes that reverb really sort of brings alive. Um, and so you, it's pretty clear that, that that her compositions were written with that sound in mind and when she was playing uh live i, I haven't verified this um, but it seemed like that she um, actually had the reverb that was re- uh, from the recordings that was recorded onto ableton live it was triggered from there and she was singing with an additional reverb live on top of it it just sounded absolutely um extraordinary so um yeah i, I think there are there's quite a lot of um compositions uh, and Pop tunes around using um, these big reverb sounds, and I just wanted uh, to throw in something. Um, there's a reverb that I've been using for a few, what about a year and a half? It's called uh, Adaptive Reverb by Zynaptic. I don't know oh, if yeah. anyone's familiar with this. Heard yeah, it. Uh, it it really is um, an extraordinary piece of kit. It takes a different approach to uh, creating reverbs than, like convolution or the regular sort of delay line bass stuff, and it seems to uh, resynthesize um, the input and then resynthesize the reverberation as well. The consequence of this is that you can use really long uh, reverb sounds with uh, melodies and chords that don't clash. Because you know, if you if you have a long reverb sound, you play a succession of chords. The reverb sort of mushes all the notes together. So I'll stop doing this with my hands now. Um, it, <laughs> mushes, it mushes all the notes together. But with Adaptive Verb, um, the previous notes get kind of gated in, this, in a way or dampened. That's maybe another way of putting it. So you can have long reverb tiles, but none of this clashing. And that opens up a, a huge uh, new sort of sonic world of experimentation that i really like yeah, so, yeah. we
0: we, we cover i think we did cover that a little while ago and it was because it, it, it and also you can record frozen sections and rec- bring them back as presets as well it, i haven't tried it out but it, I, I know a couple of people were really excited about. It. i'm guessing the artist you mentioned also probably doesn't have many t's and s's in her lyric as um, that would be or
1: plosives <laughs> <laughs> well my norwegian's not all that good um <laughs> um, I've got to, i think i can say uh, yes and thank you and please and where is the airport actually i have noticed just as a little aside that um there's a lot of uh, i used to live in ukraine um and there's a lot of uh geordie words in norwegian so there you go you can have that for free thank um,
0: you that's a fact yes. that's a fact folks geordie norwegian Norwegian. Ge- yeah. that sounds like an interesting <laughs> idea um Dave, uh, not Dave, I'm going Dave. Uh, Dave, Ooh. I know you, because you've got the big sky, haven't you, Dave? I know that you, that's one of your go-to reverbs. Have you tried any of the other big ones? Because there's some beauties out there. The Ventress, we, which is a dual one, it sounds absolutely gorgeous as well. I think I've got, uh, hang on, I can see it. I've got the Blue Sky, not the Big Blue Sky, Blue
3: sky or Big Sky or whatever it's called, uh, which is just the smaller pedal, which I really love because it's just simple. It's really simple. But I'm hugely into, it's a bit of a thing at the minute of mine, uh, into really modulated tails. Absolutely. What I love is this, particularly, I mean, for vocals, I love close mic, very kind of gated reverb. So it's a bit, it's kind of lush, but it's a bit, it's just nice and close. And then... Keyboards, well, the thing is, again, CS80, it is the law. You have to have at least, there is a reverb police, and you've got to have at least 12-second reverb on any CS80. (laughs) Otherwise, the police come around and arrest you. But it does Mm. sound amazing. And the shimmer reverb I love. Um, Mm. But I think the shimmer reverb's possibly in danger of...
0: Yeah, it gets a bit overused. Used. I think it needs, I think the thing about the shimmer is it's so distinctive where I like the kind of modulated mm-hmm. reverb. And it's, it's true, mm-hmm. isn't it? That or, I, I worked with an engineer called Raina Shine uh, um, in the 80s. She was she was doing the sound for a band, I might have told this story, at a club in Moles where I was working. And she came down and did. The, she was recording the band. So they were doing a live gig and she was recording it and then producing the album. And she, previous to that, she'd been working with Vangelis. And Vangelis apparently used a Rev one for a lot of the and it was just always set to 9 seconds. 9 seconds was his optimum reverb on the rev one. The rev one bit the big Yamaha rack mount thing with the kind of uh, remote control. A bit like the kind of uh, like the four, Classic 480L. It was that I guess their answer to it. And I, I've not seen many of those. Oh, I mean that would be probably quite hear it. Okay, go on then.
1: Wow. Go on.
3: Ready? Is <laughs> that
0: Yeah, I did go uh, to John
3: Fox, John Fox's place once and his reverb was just it was like he kind of opened a door in a force eight gale. It was amazing. In fact, we even joke about it now. It's like it's really cold in here. Someone left the reverb on.
1: What was (laughs) he
3: using? He was using he was using a load of Yamaha stuff, was it? I think it might even be kind of SPX stuff. Don't quote me on that, but, yeah, it was a while ago. In fact, when he was he was in Bath at the time, we went up to his place and uh, he was playing us that those cathedral ocean stuff that he does that kind of evolves over the years with the faces, the, uh, the visual oh, yeah, faces yeah. and stuff that yeah, just yeah. morph, which I really, really loved. But it was like, yeah, might want to turn the reverb down. Hey, what do I know?
0: <laughs> so Gaz, I've got to come to you next because traditionally, uh, the more proggy side of music requires perhaps more notes than the rest of us would be able to play. So reverb, perhaps not the friend of uh, of, of the kind of music that one one would play if one was into that sort of thing, or do you, you know that because you you're kind of blurring and you don't get the virtuosity because it all gets a bit smudged. Would that be a fair assumption?
2: Um. Possibly, yeah. How um, long is your I'm, but...
0: what I'm asking guys, how long is your reverb? <laughs> it's a very personal question.
2: Oh, <laughs> oh I love I, I mean I just absolutely love ambient e reverb stuff myself. And um, you know, you mentioned about the Ventress, uh, this thing that, that we looked at uh, a couple of months back. Um oh the editor's out now, Nick, by the way. For iOS, uh, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah. For the vent for the Ventress. Um and that Ventress is just an astonishing thing it really is the quality of it it's just blown me away and i find it um that has completely ticked all my reverb i've got the eventide here as well the h9 so i've got that's a very good reverb as well um but the ventris is just oh my goodness really really definitely check it out if you haven't looked at it already uh what was i going to say though um yeah, composing to rooms is something. I did a couple of years ago. Well, I've done it a few times. So a couple of years ago, I did a piece that's up on YouTube called "The White Flame," and what I did there was use uh, dry sounds. Uh, and I went into this room. It was a. It was like a kind of um, like a kind of multi-purpose, like it's a gym and a stage. It's like in a uh, a church hall, I think. And um, and just actually wrote a piece of music in there using these sounds and using the decays to kind of influence the the writing Um, which is really interesting if anyone ever gets a chance to do that I think it's a really interesting thing to do because it absolutely influences your uh, your note choices and yeah you can't really
0: change key or do chromatic shifts that easily if you've got a very long tail because it gets a bit mushy doesn't it
2: yeah, uh, but then you can you, you can use oh, that mushiness oh, oh, oh. as well as kind of a transitional uh, element as well. You know, you can play with the mushiness. You can just like add loads of stuff and then bring small little things out of it. And uh, uh, but but you know the idea of um, using ah, oh, it's, it's a really interesting thing to do. Definitely, Wait, uh, I suppose uh, it's, I mean, a similar... po- yeah, it's a Yeah, sorry. No, no, no. There's a brilliant um,
3: documentary on Jeff Lynne. And he's wandering around his house uh, playing with all the kind of natural reverbs and some's like a kind of little nice little atrium chamber and stuff like that. And it's this idea of being inside the space and having the space, you know, make the make your music fit around that space as opposed to what we do is tend to make the space fit our music. I love that. I love that a lot. Yeah. It's, a, it's well worth catching this documentary because he's literally just wandering around with a guitar or mandolin or something.
1: Yeah, well, he definitely influences
3: everything he plays, it just totally influences That's
1: Interesting, it. Steve. There's, um, there's something about uh, that, that Dave was saying earlier, and also just building on what Gaz was saying about um, reverbs that have a sort of modulated uh, tail. Yeah. And, and I found uh, over recent times that um, you can bring synths that you would otherwise sort of consider cold or lifeless uh, to life using that kind of modulation. And um, and I, I wrote a whole load of uh, sort of electronic music for live about uh, three years ago, essentially doing what Gaz had said about using the long uh, tails of this modulated reverb to create like sort of walls of uh, sound. And Basically, it was just using one of these. Uh, Let me get it in. It's a Yamaha DX11, which is sort of, you know, it's a a great synth, but it's not known for its movement or warmth. But um, I ended up sticking this through um, a BOSS MT2 distortion pedal and then a whole load of um, sort of modulated reverbs. And you ended up with this kind of wall of sound that was a lot like. Uh, sort of shoegaze music like sort of my bloody valentine from mm. the, the 90s i was just thinking um if anyone wants to check this out there's a, an example of this it's a, there's a live um uh clip of me doing this or well, it's the audio it's not me actually uh performing it on youtube if you just go to um ghost. So that's ghost with four G's and type in Manor House Road. You can hear this effect. It's just this sort of wall of distortion. It's quite melodic, but it's actually just a DX100 modulated reverb and, and an old guitar pedal. So, oh, Hold
0: a whole on, I think I've got there. it. Let's just see. Is this it?
1: That's the one. So the um, the sort of wall of sound comes in at about uh, two minutes in.
0: Okay, hold on. Let's fast forward. to. Right? you're going for the full uh the f- full meme with the cat on the piano as well
1: yeah oh that's nice yeah so all that stuff that sounds like um sort of guitar that's all uh, just the dx100 but uh with the modulated reaver behind it to give it movement
0: oh that's nice oh yeah oh excellent okay i'll have to check that out i like a bit of that um yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, uh, so you go for the Ventress. What's your reverb of choice, Steve? But now, I mean, what is it? Uh, uh, is it Adaptive Verb, or you got any hardware reverb? We use mostly in the box now. No,
1: it's it, when it comes to this thing, it's all uh, software for me. So I'm using um, Adaptive Verb and also uh, Eventide's uh, Black Hole, yeah. which is uh, really good for modulation. But when it but when it comes to um, sort of day to day reverb sounds, I really like. Uh, I think it's Relab. They have a a, a a sort of remake of the old Lexington, sorry, Lexicon um, reverb. So I'll get it up here actually. Um, but I really would recommend it. It it it's essentially at least as far as I'm concerned, it sounds just like the original uh, Lexicon reverbs from all those years ago. Uh, where are we? Relab. Yeah, it's called the LX uh, LX480. Um, ah, right. it's really good.
0: LX480. See so if I can
1: find a screenshot. Yeah. For and the 4. the interface on it is just the old it looks just like the old sort of control panel that used that we the all used beans. to use on s. s. l. s
0: oh yeah, here we go. I think this is it it's loaded yeah, ah okay, yeah, got you. Yeah. I never used to know how they worked. I just used to love love the idea of it, but I was used to i don't know how that works I'll go for the uh, s p. x ninety back at that time when I was a <laughs> <at that> student. <laughs> Anyway, yeah. Oh, yeah, but big reverb. I mean, uh, something was. Po- um, I, I missed this uh, in the chat room. It's gone past now, but uh, it was the um, the fact that now it's almost the the source is almost irrelevant as it's what you what comes out at the end of it. So you would perhaps be much wetter than than one would originally been because you can create those. And with frozen reverbs, as as we know, our freeze machines are great for building those kind of massive layers. And then if you've got modulation on it as well, it's just it's just it's just a very dreamy and joyous experience. Mm. And and And, you know, I do these fun Friday jams and mostly they're going into something massively reverb because obviously otherwise it would be me playing a monosynth dry, which would be pretty dull and (laughs) sonically uninteresting and not not cover up all my terrible um, technique. So that's just, yeah, that makes more sense.
2: Because we were playing around with Tremlo, weren't we, on the delay tails on the Ventress. in our oh yeah, feature. that was good. You know, very simple, very simple idea, but it's so beautiful just having that Tremlo shimmer to the trails. Um, you know, really gorgeous. What's Absolutely. that?
3: So I, I'm just looking at the Ventress now. It looks really interesting. Mm. What's the um, oh, the trebles? Just have. is that like a high cut? Just a high cut?
0: It's different to also. Uh, it depends on what the yeah, what the uh, what the, uh, what the uh, algorithm is. It's completely okay. random. You know, uh, we're not completely. And uh, you
2: you can go into the editor and change the setting, you know, change how that high cut is going to work and pretty much everything is editable on it as well. It's very deep, very deep pedal.
0: But what because it's dual because it's dual engine, Dave. What you could do is you can kind of set up like a freeze or something really long, and then on the other engine have something a bit more kind of play over it, play over it, and just you know hold it. It's it's fun.
2: You could use the foot. You could program the foot switches like so. When you when you hold on the sort of second foot switch, it'll freeze one of the reverbs and let the other reverbs still be live for whatever you're playing over the top of that. And that's and it's so addictive. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it is. I, yeah, I, I, best up I've ever used.
0: I'm hoping to use it, um, it tomorrow for a fun Friday, but I haven't decided what to put into it yet. But anyway, um, I like I, at, this, at this point, I think we should probably just uh, have a mention from uh, others. Of course, um, Revoice Pro from Synchro Arts are uh, 30% off the Revoice Pro 3. And here's a little jingle that it can show it. Synchro
2: Arts, it's great for ADR and stacking vocal parts. Thirty percent
1: off.
2: Audio fixed in a blink. Harmony's always in sync. You want to ride in time and get into this tune. Get three voices broke. Now they are presenting soon. You want to ride in time. Doobie doo 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 and get into this tune. Doobie doo.
0: Jolly good fun. Nice to see a jingle there and a bit of advertising done with uh, with a bit of fun spirit. Uh, yeah, that also, not only do you get 30% off, that's new licenses, upgrades, and also... Uh uh, rent, uh, software to rent, if that's the way you do it, uh, but also you get three hours of because uh, It's a very deep pro. We we had a look at, I think, Revoice Pro uh, some time ago, and I know Robbie uh, swears by it for like lining up uh, backing vocals and tracking and stuff to get things, because you can use it in a sort of ADR way and also pitch variants as well. It's quite a deep thing. So do check that out. Uh, the way you want to go for that, uh, we've got a link. If It's, it's bit.ly slash Revoice 30. So if you use that link, it just means they know where it came from and it makes everybody happy. So use the link uh, Bitly slash Revoice thirty. That's the number thirty. Okay, so that's the all of the uh, the admin duties. Now where are we? We got two. Um, oh yeah, did you see this? Uh, I'm just gonna find my. Uh, yeah, here we are. This is the new Spitfire oh. Labs. Uh, this is actually, so that I met them at uh, Superbooth and they were really excited. Basically, what they're doing is they're releasing these free sort of single instrument plugins uh, and they've released Soft Piano, which I have to say, I downloaded that and it sounds lovely. I'll play a bit of that. I think this will probably play, possibly, possibly not. Hold on a minute. Let me reload that. It might be just, I need to re, ah, here we go. So it's really beautiful, very soft. And um, This is the piano that you, they put an extra layer of felt between the hammer and the string so you get a really beautiful soft sound it's got a, a very basic controls just a reverb and i think there's a chorus in there i'm not entirely sure um, but that's free and they also announced today uh strings which has got a uh, kind of uh, mm. short strings uh, long strings and um uh, what's the other strings i did download this one as well Again, this has got a really lovely reverb. And it uses all of that kind of uh Spitfire now, you know, because their instruments, their bigger instruments, you know, beautifully recorded, very specialized articulations and recording sessions. And this kind of gives you a flavour of that. And it's completely free. I mean, you sign up, you get the player, and then you download the stuff. And they're talking about releasing an you know, almost unlimited amount of these because they can kind of section off little bits of pieces. it just seems like a really good idea. I know Ty is a big fan of Spitfire. Um, Dave, have you have you come across their stuff? Because it does sound really wonderful, but perhaps it's a bit rich in terms of cost and outlay for some people. But I mean, where's the harm in free for this, for single instruments? It seems like a good idea. I guess it's just a marketing tool in many ways, but we're yeah, the beneficiaries. Yeah yeah.
3: yeah. yeah. No, I mean, I, I, it's funny. Their name just keeps coming up in conversation with various musicians in all walks of life, actually. Uh, a good friend of mine uh, said, thought they were the kind of benchmark small boutique company doing really good stuff i i i should really look at their stuff a little bit more it's not you know i kind of don't use huge orchestral things but i do love pianos i do have a little bit of a penchant for different pianos i use this thing a lot actually it's called emotional piano uh which again is really soft lovely uh and then there's another one vgp which is Guy, I really like uh Art Vista. Uh is that's mod- is the Art then, Vista sort yeah.
0: of modeled and sampled, isn't it? Art Vista. It's a sort of blend, isn't it? Is that right? Am I thinking that correctly? so. that's piano tech, Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah.
3: I've used that. I don't generally gravitate to that, uh, but I do use the is it the C7 in Keyscape quite a lot. But I don't I, honestly, in my opinion, you can never have enough pianos, particularly in the box because Sometimes you're like, oh, it's a bit bright, so I can really easily EQ it. Or, but yeah, var- just as much variation as possible. So I will definitely be checking this out.
0: So okay, there's an interesting question. What's your favourite piano for high notes and your favourite piano for low notes? Is there a, <laughs> is there, a, is, there a, is there a distinction enough? You know, could you the big thunderous? You know, I, I was always in a remix. So I always there's always a moment where you can put a low D or something in it and it just goes bang bit like a yeah. kato drum koto drums i suppose nowadays but yeah it kind
3: of for me it varies it varies on what kind of track i'm doing if it's uh you know i like some of the art vista stuff i really love because it's got that kind of low end thump and it's quite it's they, they were quite clever when they came up with names because it'll be like uh, a particular jazz piano or a Roberta Flack piano. And I'll kind of like, oh, yeah, yeah, I could do with playing like Roberta Flack today. So I kind of get in that headspace.
0: Aspirational um, patch Yeah, names. good idea.
3: Yeah, it's clever. <laughs> and I'm always going to fall for that.
0: Yeah. A good, great yeah. idea, though, Steve, don't you think?
1: Well, yeah, um, I mean, I, I was checking this out earlier, and they sound extraordinary. Um, I mean, extraordinarily good, especially when you consider that they're free. Um, but there was also a question that came to my mind, which is that what is the business case for Spitfire doing this? I, I'm I'm sure it, it's probably, it's a profile raiser, you know? So you, yeah, you've got a whole I load of, so. yes. So you, you've got a whole load of incredible uh, and also expensive uh, sample libraries and instruments. And most people won't come across those because they haven't got the money. So you get these free ones. But, but my question, what I was pondering was, what does this do to the overall market of plug-in instruments if you've right. got really high quality uh instruments like this available for free? And of course I don't I don't know. I don't I don't make you know plugins for a living. I suppose this is more of a a a, a question I probably would ask Dave, what do you think?
3: uh there's very mixed views on it i mean some people think well it cheapens the whole industry and blah 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 and then others will probably think oh at some point there'll be an upgrade path included in this to a slightly bigger version or a lighter light version or somewhere in between the big version and whatnot so uh, but i mean if it's garnering emails you can't
0: yeah well you'll get get your yeah you'll (laughs) get exactly what you're getting is customer acquisition you've got a big mailing list of people who are potentially interested in the product so you could then go well there's this one and then there's the really big one and you know so i suppose it makes sense in that respect
1: yeah um but it's it strikes me uh because you know I'm, i'm involved with bands and and all that kind of thing that the, it seems like the software uh, plug-in industry is, has become a bit like what it's like for new bands, in the sense that you you don't just make music or make the software. You have like an ongoing relationship. So, for example, you know a band will tweet every day, do a video every day, or whatever that. that amounts to but the software people will also put out video tutorials they'll give away free presets once every couple of weeks there'll be just lots of stuff that keeps the um keeps the customers engaged i suppose yeah Yeah, and it, it just seems like and also sorry at the same time it seems like prices are going down as well all of this is great for the musician it all seems to be great for the consumer I don't know where it's going to end, you know, and 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 the effect it's going to have on the market. So, more questions. Anything else for me? But I'll definitely be downloading this. And also to go back to your question of what piano sounds um, uh, really good at the top and at the bottom, um, I can tell you that my favourite for the top is the piano. Actually, I've got behind me. It's a Yamaha CP seventy, as made or famous again by Keen, I suppose. Um, But at the bottom, because it's a short frame piano, the 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 strings don't stay in tune for very long at all. So once you go below, below, I don't know, G, second G below middle C, it all just goes out of tune. And you can hear this even on sample libraries of a CP70. They're just never in tune down the bottom Hmm. end. So there you go.
0: They always reminded me of, I always had this kind of impression that they weren't strings. They're sort of like rods of some kind. They've got a really, because they're single string, aren't they? They don't have, they don't double up the strings of them, but I guess for sake of Uh, simplicity, am I wrong?
1: They are, um, I mean, I'll check in a moment, actually, but they are strings. They're not rods. So it's not like a Rhodes. So it's like a a really short grand piano, but with a whole load of electric guitar uh, style pickups underneath. So you get this sort of hybrid sound of a piano and a bit like a guitar. It's a a unique sound, actually. I really like it.
0: Absolutely. What about you guys? I mean Spitfire stuff does sound lovely, but again, sometimes it's a bit I mean it just makes sense, doesn't it? You, can, you the brand gets out there and people just kind of go, "Oh yeah, well once you know about it." I mean, because oh. they they yeah. they they have kind of their stuff is very good,
2: no doubt. I I mean this is an outstanding outstanding thing. I mean, I've been playing The Strings is just gorgeous. It's so playable. It's a it's fantastic. And what happens is when you there's like like the one plugin that you download and then yeah you, you load patches switch. into it
0: well that's the other thing so, is yes it's not contact as well which is another thing so it's promoting the use of their engine i guess too Better
2: so that, they've maybe. got is that a, they've got a new engine because they used to always didn't they always be in contact they uh, are in contact but i don't it?
0: this i'm not sure if this mm. is contact or maybe it's some new right. feature of contact i don't know
2: mm. uh, so i mean there's very very few controls on it uh, uh, like uh, like how many controls that we see two or three controls maybe uh, yeah i've so got it it's it, uh there
0: are two sliders and an effect mm-hmm. mix that's kind of pretty much it
2: yeah um and it's but oh my goodness i mean you'd be silly to miss out on this i think for you know you're trading your email actually you don't even have to do that you can you can opt out of receiving the the newsletters and stuff as well. So if you don't want to have spam there's very there's a very little uh yeah, <laughs> very little doubt. From... I guess the thing is
0: is that mm. also they would let you know
2: uh, there's another one of these out are you interested in the, yeah. you know whatever it may yeah. be you know which it makes yeah.
0: sense. Feels like a fair
2: trade mm. I suppose. Yeah, but um, I have to say the quality when you play with them it is not compromised one bit. These are really they feel like beautiful high-end instruments. So Gosh, I mean, wow, it's amazing. Fair do to them. Uh, but I can see it as a brilliant marketing opportunity for them as well, though, I, you know, really will help establish them and possibly they may have sites on the lower end of the market as well in the future. And I don't know. I, let's see what happens. Mm-hmm. But I mean, right now, don't look a gift horse in the mouth, I think, and grab it. because <laughs> They truly are. Outstanding, outstanding, yeah. Yeah, they were, very, they were Took very,
0: ex- and the re- the reverb in the actual thing was actually quite nice. I, they were very excited mm. about it when I uh, when I met them at Superbooth. Um, so mm. yeah, I, I, and quite rightly so. Um, okay, yeah. uh, let's see where we are now. So um, I think, uh, yeah, if you want to check that out, it's basically just Spitfireaudio.com uh, slash labs, and that's it, and it's very simple. And it, you, I think you just have to install the player first, then it says, have you got this? <laughs> and when you download it, it asks you uh can i open the player to, to load this in and it's sort of it's pretty much it's yeah easy it's
2: really make. simple it's like uh, lots of the lots of software companies are doing this now they're doing like like this like little front end installer uh, like native access with native instruments you know where you click to download it and then all the installation process all happens just in that single thing uh so yeah yeah. super well, easy that, to as we as well. know
0: david installers are a nightmare aren't they, they always have been trad- has there been some this is an, a bit of an aside has there be, have there been some changes mm-hmm. in in installer technology shall we say that makes it all a bit easier
3: now uh honestly i'm not sure i know that i tend to find out when code's deprecated that's what i tend to find out when program <laughs> when coders are <laughs> going oh well that doesn't work anymore uh but yeah i i, I guess <laughs> things have become a bit more streamlined I, I can't answer that okay. with any I, uh, real knowledge. I'm afraid.
0: All right, fair enough. Um, okay, so here's another one. Um, so, uh, if we've got time for this, uh, when is an editor not required? Here, yeah. this is this is a Volca Keys MIDI editor, which is an interesting idea. So basically, you've just got a little VST plugin which uh, maps all of the parameters or all the, the CC parameters of the Volca Keys and lets you edit it from the front panel, which On on the front of it you might think, what a stupid idea, but actually what it does allow you to do is create presets and recall them, which may or may not be something that you need, and that might actually open up the, the livelihood of this. I don't know whether this is all going to change when uh, VST2 is depreciated and it doesn't work anymore because of... Uh, I think it's all CC rather than other stuff. But yeah, this is the... ah. Um, uh, so, uh, I'm just trying to find out where the where the thing is. This is from... just no, hold on a second. This is from the company uh, Volker Keys MIDI editor. Oh, I thought I had this written down. It's JMDufree. That's it. It's got a bunch of editors. And play the whole thing because it's just a bunch of that. So they've he's done all the Volca, some SH uh, boutiques and whatnot. So yeah, kind of an idea. Is this something that the world needs? But I suppose it's it, it's you either need it or you don't. You might think what's the point, but if you do need it, then you're not going to worry about it. I don't know, Steve. Would you uh, would you bother? With, is this something that's necessary, or uh, does it actually no. mean?
1: Well, I don't have any of the Volca series, so I'm, I'm not really sure. However. Having looked look to this earlier, um, it did initially seem a bit daft. But then I noticed something on the website where they said that you can use this um, plugin to create automation that then goes to the focus Yeah, like
0: That too, yeah.
1: Yeah. Now I think that's where this would become really interesting for me because I know it's possible to set up in Ableton and in Logic uh, automation using MIDI controller, uh, uh, you know. Uh, stuff but with this it, it appears like it does it for you and then you have an interface that represents the uh, the synthesizer so now it becomes a much more friendly process and i think that would be something that would interest me um, and also particularly if he um if the guy who produced this put together an editor for the volker fm now that would be really interesting um especially because there's
0: a lot of hidden stuff there isn't there like
1: Uh, absolutely i mean the vulgar fm sounds great but it's not you know you're not going to program on it at least not going to be much programming on it and an interface of that would be really good especially if um it responded to controller messages for tweaking because this is something that many people don't really do at least with these old you know, like DX100s. Although you, you can tweak the controls in this live, it's really just one control at a time. Yes. Yeah. Now, if the Volker FM could respond to something like this editor, um, you know, in real time, and not sort of screw up like the DX11 does over there whenever you send any control information, that, I think, would be really interesting. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, it
0: doesn't have Volker FM, unfortunately, yet. I seem to remember, I think, I, I, I'm hmm. trying to remember what I did. I, I think I set up a, um, I used a Behringer BCR uh, 2000 and controlled a load of stuff on the uh, Reface. Uh, yes. But, and that really made a massive difference to how uh, how it is. I mean, and this comes back to the perennial issue, isn't it, of how to edit FM sounds without without being, you know, getting involved in not that horrible business that we all turned off from and that's why we got into presets because we couldn't be bothered to program them on the synth so yeah i take your point i don't know if there is planning one but it would make sense i think steve you're right this one's 6 euros i mean it's no, it's you know next to yeah. nothing and it makes makes a lot of sense
2: yeah i mean they got that's the thing of that that's 6 euros isn't it i mean it's kind of churlish to kind of argue about it in a way i mean you know it does seem in some ways a little bit odd because uh, the volkers are all about being hands-on uh, and whatnot but but the yeah the automation and the recall of presets certainly makes this kind of interesting uh, and it is nice to see the volca keys getting a little bit of uh just a little bit of uh exposure again because that is a cool little synth actually i really enjoy that i know ty unwin's super he loves his volca keys and uh uses it occasionally on certain projects with all of this that he's got in front of him, so that definitely says something for the Volca keys. Um, but I mean Volca keys on the old Vol, uh, the synth meme. Uh, Volcas in general get, come in for a lot of stick these days, don't they? Yeah, they do. Yeah. I mean, I,
0: I, I think it, the thing. Yeah, I, the thing. The thing is, is they were they. You know, they, they they were sort of of a time when this stuff was much harder to come by. Now they are a lot more affordable mini yeah. analog stuff.
2: So it makes um, you know. Yeah, very true. They're groundbreaking things, aren't they? Really, the Volkers? You know. Um, They're all really good, except for the Volker mix, I think. That's where I think it all goes a little bit pear-shaped. But... um... Is there a Volca Mix editor? (laughs) I don't know. That's a good question.
0: I know, Dave. I mean, you know, do you? I mean, I know that you know your world there is all about the hands-on. You know, it's the fact of having them there. But sometimes, you know, if you wanted to use these things in uh, in 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 an actual project in real time, old school style, like uh, playing them all live over MIDI, you know, you sort this sort of thing is going to be really useful. You should have maybe you should have a Volca rack.
3: Yeah. I've thought about it with the Roland boutique stuff. Uh, no, I think what's St- Steve's point is, is particularly on the case. I mean, when I first looked at this, I laughed because one of the reasons why everyone went to Eurorack and modular is this getting away from presets thing and doing something that exists for a moment in time and then moving on. And then, and now, of course, that's become like ah, okay i need to save it i mean
0: mm-hmm.
3: i have fairly recently been on a session where we've been back to taking photographs of the positions of synth knobs in the hope that once it does get to a position where you know it has to be set up for a live uh, event it can be set up accurately again and i was i was really laughing at the whole thing just kind of going isn't that hilarious we've had you know, Binob synths, then we had Binob synths with memories, and then we had no knob synth with loads of memories, and then we have software with and we got caught up. Our distributor in the very early days kind of caught us up in a what I could only term as a preset war, you know. Oh, so and so's plugins got uh five hundred presets. Can you do a thousand? And it's just like, Well, mm-hmm. not really. I'd rather do <laughs> X amount and then be good. And then of course that and then we had uh, I think it was Jim Godfrey on here. A while ago, it's probably going back a year or so. And he said, you know, rather than scroll through a billion presets to try and get a sound approximating what I want, I bought a JP8 because I know it really well and I can get that pad sound that I want exactly as I want it very quickly. And then, of course, you had the little gizmos come out and everyone's like, yeah, yeah, great. I can plug a million of these in. I mean, Gaz, how do you deal with this kind of stuff live? If you want to recreate a track, in fact, I'll talk to you afterwards about your um, Superbooth thing because the last time we spoke, you were kind of prepping for that. And I don't know how that went. But I mean, you know, prep- I, I, yeah. even knowing what to plug into what again, it's like, oh, now I've got to recreate that system live.
2: Mm. Yeah. Tricky. yeah. Yeah, it's tricky. Yeah, it's really tricky. I was, you know, using the Volker. Sorry, not the Volker, the uh, the the uh, Dreadbox Erebus live, um, you know, which doesn't have any uh, presets, obviously. Um, but really, most of the time... I'm using just like a sound, but uh, I'm module. You know, I I can change the filter on it, uh, and having and not really doing very much other than filter manipulation. And I would change the uh, the release time manually, but uh, other than that, it'd be pretty much just using the same sound.
0: Yeah, uh, you're right. Though it is tricky. I mean, my live set I'm, I'm playing for ages. You know, but the Erebus. Was the, 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 the actual kind of fail point because if I it means that, you know, if I've got to patch a load of stuff up and change the sound, mm-hmm. it, I, I can't be telling jokes while I'm doing that because I won't get it right. And I'm looking at a picture. And, and it, <laughs> it, it, in terms of the actual performance aspect of it, it's a nightmare because it's very difficult to do that. But that's why, you know, you see these guys who've got these big modular systems and they perform modular life. What they actually have is multiple patches. Or multiple voices and different sounds that they mm-hmm. bring in at different points, so they're effectively kind of presetting setting in a way. But it's in hardware, so you know they're they're mm-hmm. they're utilizing the fact that you can get so much into a Eurorack space mm-hmm. by creating these individual paths and then developing stuff and having you know one sound will be doing this, and there might be an alternative baseline which is another yeah. path, which is just like plugging it into the mixer and muting the other one. So it's kind of it's kind of doing what you're saying, and but the patch is the starting point, and that's you know setting that all up. Is the the big the big problems? I mean, I, I always wonder how that really works because I mean, you know, somebody if you imagine somebody really big, you know, one of the, a big artist um, who actually goes further than the occasional sort of here's what I'm doing today gig where they'll get you know you Richard DeVines and people like that you know they'll always get a massive audience but it's it's going to be limited to a degree because you know in terms of the popular market you're not going to get that repeatability you know and so it's if you were using that stuff live then the repeatability aspect of it becomes quite an issue i guess nine inch nails uh, Alessandra cortini must uh, do a certain amount of that but there's there's still a, a, quite a wide scope it's not purely on that but if you're just just using live electronic stuff then you kind of have to either have duplicates mm. so i'd have three aerobuses you know if i'm using it in three tracks you know if if it ever got to that stage, maybe that would be the way to go. But then it starts getting really un- unmanageable and you are buy loads of kit.
2: In my case, though, so I'm using the Electron stuff now for my live MIDI bass rig. So that's all recallable. And in yeah. fact, this is where the Electron thing really, su- the, the complexity about the Electron stuff is absolutely superb in this situation for me. The way I can, uh, uh, the way I do it with the Electron stuff is, uh, you, um, <laughs> like, It to respond to program change is quite interesting. It doesn't, you can't change patches by program change. What you can do over program change is change patterns and you can have different kits saved to, uh, to each pattern. And then a kit comprises of a four different sounds. Um, and, but that system actually works phenomenally well for me, because one of the great things with the, with the, well, say with the analog four, is that, uh, any notes which are still in their decay phase will uh, when you change patches will overhang, so you get these beautiful. You know, you could just transition between the the patches really fantastically. Anyway, so that's a digression. Yeah, I know. Um, I see that yeah. makes sense,
0: but it is. Yeah, no. I, so there is a point to this, and I think that that, that is. I mean, I should. I'm, I'll try and read this out. I didn't really get that right. It's uh, if you're interested in these things, it's basically uh, a guy called jim dofree i think or jim com, and it's a uh, volca keys editor so i think you can just go to that domain uh, and there's a news item on our site so he does them for uh volca keys volca bass volca beats uh seo2 the these are boutiques sh1a uh jp8 midi editor uh 6 juo3 i guess that makes sense and in, in some ways it's sort of it it's a bit like what uh, Eric's done but with the hardware kind of compatibility side of it so i suppose it's everybody's looking for the solution to the same problem <laughs> i suppose it's the what but, wait, but, but it's isn't weird it? isn't
3: it Because we kind of invent problems and then kind of invent solutions for a problem and then create another problem and then create a, it's really <laughs> i find it really really funny i think it depends on the I cycle
0: did... isn't it if you're in a perform if it's performance cycle or studio cycle there's different requirements for those things
3: totally totally and that's where you know there are times where i'm utterly conflicted you know i can walk in here and i can just do something on the fly and it's done and i forget about it and then i have to go in i have to adopt another mode where everything has to be completely reproducible and very methodical and all the rest of it i do i do like that freedom occasionally that you get where it's like right i can do this and forget it and that's probably the best work that you do the stuff you can never recall maybe so yeah, That's very zen. I
0: don't know. What do you think,
1: Steve? Um, well, I thought about this for a very long time. Because, uh, you know, I play live. I haven't played live for a couple of months. Um, but my solution to this, and this is going to sound like a bit of a cop-out, but this is what I did, um, is to take a laptop on stage. And, <sighs> yes, I know, I know. But hear me out. Um, what I would do is... Um, Use uh, like a, a variety of different controllers. Um, I think I mentioned this before. I really like the um, Akai APC Forty Mark Two. Yeah, one. yeah, that's the one, and it looks lovely. I mean, people just you know they just stare at it, and then there's a push, and there's also a one of these. So there's a lot of movement going on. Uh, so I'm, I'm actually creating the music, but um, in, in terms of reproducibility, well. Yeah, it's coming from the laptop, so it's actually quite trivial. But the other thing that I did on top of that was to make sure that there was actually a a separate one or maybe two separate instruments, normally old analogs because they're sexy, that you can do more stuff that's more, it's not reproducible and it's more about the performance. So it's kind of a compromise, ultimately. but it was really. I just came to this conclusion largely because um, when I'm playing live now, um, it's just me. There was a there was the consequence of taking around a lot of equipment um, that's expensive and it's fragile, and then also wondering whether what is ultimately the audience going to get from this? Um, if if you if you just got like a module like this one over here that that no one can see um, sitting there on stage, it's a prop for a lot of the time unless you're hands-on with it i just kind of wondered maybe there's something else that you could do maybe there's a streamlined thing which is the laptop the occasional projection a sexy analog and a bald man like me who looks like a bouncer entertaining you
0: <laughs> sounds like the perfect <laughs> night out It's the perfect night out uh anyway thank you very much guys um i think we'll probably wrap things up now um great to have your input on all of these topics and uh, lovely uh to sp- to see you all again. Uh, I know that uh, we'll just, uh, I should probably just do a bit more admin. Uh, don't forget, um, if uh, you want to enter the competition to win uh, Vocal Synth 2 from Isotope, we're looking for the hashtag Vocals Evolved that's one word, and Vocal Synth 2 to at Sonic State and at Isotope Inc. on Twitter. So that's Vocals Evolved, the hashtag and the hashtag Vocal Synth 2 to at Sonic State and at Isotope Inc. and you will uh, be entered to win a copy. And don't forget, if you want to get the uh, Synchro Arts um Excuse me. Oh, the, uh, the Vocal Arts um, Revoice Pro 3 at 30% off. That runs for the entire month of June. Uh, and use the. Uh URL bit.ly slash revoice30 and that'll get you there and they'll be able to know where it came from and everybody be happy. But that's it for this week. Thank you ever so much for coming. Uh, it's been a real pleasure to have you. Dave, lovely to see you and your uh, system there. Thank I'm you. glad it all worked from the new location and uh, we didn't have any glitches. Uh, are you back on... Yeah. Uh, are you turning... Once you once you switch us off, are you turning back to the machines and getting on with uh, music? Uh, is that your current mode?
3: Yeah, yeah. I've got something that needs to be finished by uh, 10 o'clock tonight, which with a bit of luck, might be finished. Um, I've been working for two weeks. I've been working for two weeks on the thing and it just goes like this. That's it.
0: But it <laughs> does sound great. You've got the right bass drum sound there.
3: <laughs> I think I got the punch the punch is right the EQ's right I think it's time to move on to the hi-hat now oh
0: that's another couple of weeks at least <laughs> sure. I would imagine yeah. well good luck with that Dave and if your 10 o'clock Thanks. deadline looms then you know good luck with that uh, and also yeah. Mr Gaz Williams thank you very much for joining us too it's been a pleasure to have you uh, we'll speak again soon I'll give you a ring tomorrow we've got a few things to chat about so it'll be awesome to speak to you again but thank you uh, yeah. gazwilliams.me bass player all of those things thank you very much for joining thank us you. too And also, Steve Hillier. I don't know if you're um, off. You you, are you around for a bit, or are you? uh, Yeah, it's festival season, isn't it? Uh,
1: Yeah, it's festival season, but I'm not going anywhere for a few weeks. Um, It's nice to spend some time at home, actually, if you know what I mean. Uh, Yeah. So yeah, I'm around, and the sun's shining, and the trees are growing and
0: uh, yeah it's very green here at the moment everywhere we've had a lot of rain and a lot of sun so yeah perfect well Steve thank you very much for joining us thank you everybody Um, this is the uh, traditional point where we all wave while I play the outro but that was Sonic Talk episode 535 Uh, thank you very much for listening see you all next time